Hey, George here. I just wanted to quickly jump in before we start and say thanks for listening. And also, if you've got a few seconds, I'd really appreciate it if you gave this podcast a rating or a review wherever you're listening to it. When you do that, it helps other people to find the 7-Minute Sermon. So if you give it a 5-star rating or you leave a written review, you'll be helping more people to find this hope-filled Christian content when they're looking for podcasts to listen to. Thanks heaps. Hope you enjoy the sermon. 7-Minute Sermon, a podcast from Reverend George Pink. Jesus was an amazing storyteller. When he lived here on the earth 2,000 years ago, he told a lot of stories. And he told them to teach us important things. Some of these stories are still really famous today. For example, the parables of the prodigal son and the good Samaritan are very well known. But the story we're looking at today, the parable of the tenants, is perhaps not so familiar. Now, it's a story that does appear several times in the Gospels. We find this parable in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And today, we're going to hear some of Matthew's version. Take a listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 21. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a winepress in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them in the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Jesus asks the people listening what they think the owner of the vineyard will do to those tenants. They say that he will bring those wretches to a wretched end and rent the vineyard to other tenants, who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Then Jesus asks his audience if they have ever read something from the Old Testament. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. That's Jesus quoting Psalm 118. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. So that's the parable of the tenants. But what does this lesser-known story actually mean, and why does it matter to us? What's its relevance for our lives? Well, let's think about what's going on here. The owner of a vineyard leases his property to some people while he travels. While he's away, he sends his servants to collect his share of the fruit from the land. Okay, pretty straightforward so far. But the problem is that the tenants beat his servants and kill them. So the owner of the place is like, right, I'll send my son to collect the fruit. And the tenants have surely got to respect his own son, right? Well, they don't. In fact, they kill his son too. Bethany Jenkins explains that in this story, the owner of the vineyard is God. The tenants are his people. They were supposed to give him the fruit of their lives through worship and obedience But like the tenants in the story, they rejected his servants. They rejected his prophets and messengers. So finally, God sent his son. 
but they rejected him too. They would not respect or honour him as the son of his father, and they killed him. This parable is about the religious leaders of Jesus' time. And he says that the kingdom of God will be taken away from them and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The chief priests and the Pharisees do not particularly appreciate him saying this because they know that he is speaking about them. In fact, Matthew says that these leaders want to arrest him, but they're afraid of the crowds who regard Jesus as a prophet. When Jesus tells this story, he's looking ahead. He's speaking prophetically. He's talking about what is going to happen to him, the son of the father. And he points back to something the religious leaders of the time would have been familiar with from the Old Testament. He looks back to those words from Psalm 118 to look ahead to foreshadow what will happen on what we know as the first Easter. He's talking about his own crucifixion and resurrection. He says the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. This is what happens through Jesus' death and rising. Because the stone was rejected. The son was killed. But we know that his rejection was not the end of the story. The story of Jesus did not end with the cross. He came back to life. He rose again. So that's what Jesus is talking about in the parable. That's why he told this story. But what does it mean for us? Well, if we think about what it foreshadows, if we think about the events of that first Easter, the death and resurrection of the Son of God, we see that they have changed things forever. Through what Jesus has done, sin and death have been defeated for all eternity. And to me, that sounds like very good news. That makes a world of difference for our lives. It gives you and me hope. Bethany Jenkins puts it this way. She says, We rejoice because God picked Jesus from the grave and made him the cornerstone of salvation for everyone who believes. In him, therefore, we will live and never die. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. I looked up another translation of that verse, and it said that it's wonderful to see. Another version put it this way. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. When we talk about what Jesus has done, we often talk about the gospel. And the word gospel, as you may know, literally means good news. Christ's victory over sin and death was good news. And it is good news. It's good news for us today. It is amazing. It's wonderful to see. It is marvellous in our eyes. Thanks for listening to the 7-Minute Sermon with Rev. George Pink. Subscribe in any podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode.